good morning. In today's headlines, Florida's governor is working to protect against the Chinese communist regime and countries perceived hostile to American interests. Find out what steps he's taking to reduce influence and espionage. As many Russians flee their country in fear of war and conscription, a key vote will take place in four Russian-controlled Ukraine regions. Boeing will pay $200 million to settle civil charges. The company and its former CEO are accused of misleading investors about its 737 MAX. And a New York-based model that says the fashion industry gave her self-doubts and tough life lessons. In a tearful interview, she tells us how she overcame them and how she wants to use her platform now. Good morning. Welcome to NTD. I am Evelyn Lee, and as you can see, I'm by myself on this Friday morning. Kevin is taking some well-deserved time off, but we'll be back soon, so don't worry. It's September 23rd today. And we start off with Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis. He's taking steps to stop influence from hostile foreign countries, specifically the Chinese Communist Party. DeSantis signed an executive order yesterday that will prohibit government entities in Florida from obtaining technology and services from companies affiliated with the Chinese regime and other countries of concern. But DeSantis says there is much more that needs to be done to protect citizens. Entities Jeremy Sandberg has more. Along with the executive order Thursday, Governor DeSantis announced further measures to be proposed in the next legislative session. Clearly, when you're talking about the CCP and you're talking about countries like that, uh, we need to have some distance there and we need to have a layer of protection for the people of Florida. The proposed legislation will address cybersecurity, real estate, and academia. Florida has seven countries of concern on its list. Those countries are China, Cuba, Russia, Iran, North Korea, Syria, and Venezuela. The measures aim to make it harder for these countries to engage in espionage or influence operations within Florida's borders. The first measure will prohibit state and local governments from contracting with companies owned, controlled, or based in China and other foreign countries of concern if the contract provides access to Floridians' personal information. So this is things like social security numbers, it's things like your bank account information, and it's things like your medical records. That should not be in the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. The second will stop China and other maligned countries from purchasing agricultural land in Florida and land close to military bases in the Sunshine State. The third action DeSantis announced will forbid Florida universities and their staff from accepting gifts from any individual or entity affiliated with China or other countries hostile to American interests. DeSantis also mentioned the Chinese regime's role in the COVID pandemic, their efforts to cover up the origin of the virus, and the part they play in manufacturing and shipping fentanyl to drug cartels in Mexico that run it into the U.S. across the southern border. He says he will continue the course to combat CCP influence and stand strong against their ideology. Jeremy Sandberg, NTD News. The USS Ronald Reagan and ships from its strike force arrived at a naval base in Busan today. They joined South Korean ships in a military show of force. Officials say the aim is to send North Korea a message. The visit marks the most significant deployment so far. It's part of a new push to have more U.S. nuclear capability in the area to deter, deter, to deter Pyongyang. 
South Korean President Yoon Suk-yeol has pushed for more joint exercises and other displays of military power as a warning to North Korea. They had a record number of missile tests earlier this year. North Korea also recently unveiled an updated law which enables it to conduct nuclear strikes in self-defense. We're going to take a look at the Russia-Ukraine war. It's coming closer to Russia's doorstep now. Now fears are growing over Putin's mobilization plan. Countries bordering Russia are reporting a stark uptick in border crossings. Here's more. An exodus across Russia's borders is underway. Social media is now filled with images of endless lines of vehicles backed up. Border officials in Finland reported nearly 5,000 crossing on Wednesday as Russians make for the exits. Across Russia, there's a growing sense of alarm at the call-up of reservists to fight in Ukraine. More than 1,300 have already been detained in protest against the war. In a cruel twist, some were handed enlistment papers while in custody. Images of reservists like these boarding a military transporter in the Russian Far East show how many are heeding the call to arms. Families say emotional goodbyes before their men, some apparently in middle age, are bussed away. What previously had been called a special military operation now seems to resemble a full-blown war. Here's Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky. And now, due to mobilization, for most Russian citizens, Russia's war against Ukraine is not something on TV or the Internet, but something that has entered every Russian home. Russia's foreign minister Sergei Lavrov made a defiant appearance yesterday before the UN Security Council. He defended Moscow's record and accused Kyiv and its Western allies of threatening his country before walking out. Surveys in Russia have suggested widespread domestic backing for Moscow's intervention in Ukraine. But mass conscription intended to enlist 300,000 troops may be a risky move for Putin after many broken promises and a string of battlefield failures. Meanwhile, four areas of Ukraine controlled by Russia and pro-Moscow forces were preparing to vote on Friday on whether to become part of Russia. The West has widely denounced these referendums as illegitimate and a precursor to illegal annexation. By incorporating the four areas into Russia, Moscow could justify military escalation as necessary to defend its territory. Daniel Monahan, NTD News. We're going on to uh, business news now. Boeing will pay $200 million to settle civil charges from the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. The SEC says the company misled investors about its 737 MAX. And today's Jeremy Sandberg has more. The 737 MAX was grounded for 20 months after two fatal crashes killed 346 people. The SEC says Boeing and its former CEO, Dennis Muhlenberg, failed to provide full, fair, and truthful disclosures to the markets. The agency says a fund will be established for the benefit of harmed investors. The SEC charged Boeing and Muhlenberg with making materially misleading public statements following crashes of Boeing airplanes in 2018 and 2019. Boeing fired Muhlenberg in 2019 after the company clashed with regulators over the timing of the 737 MAX's return to service. The company confirmed the settlement but did not admit or deny wrongdoing. It says it made fundamental changes that strengthened safety. The crashes were linked to a flight control system. The SEC claims that Boeing and Muhlenberg knew the system was an ongoing safety issue but assured the public the airplane was as safe as any. It's a holistic solution uh, that will give us all confidence that this airplane will be one of the safest ever to fly. 
After the second crash, the SEC said, quote, Boeing and Muhlenberg assured the public that there were no slips or gaps in the certification process with the system, despite being aware of contrary information. In January 2021, Boeing agreed to pay $2.5 billion in fines and compensation to resolve a U.S. Justice Department criminal investigation into the 737 MAX crashes. The settlement allowed Boeing to avoid prosecution. Jeremy Sandberg, NTD News. Over $45 billion in pandemic unemployment benefits may have been fraudulently paid out between March 2020 and April 2022. That's according to a Thursday report from the U.S. Department of Labor. It identified widespread schemes to steal money from a variety of federal relief programs. There are people that filed in multiple states or with social security numbers for people who are deceased, people that used suspicious email accounts, and ineligible federal prisoners. The fraud reportedly skyrocketed after Congress expanded the unemployment benefits program during a turbulent economy in the pandemic. More than 1,000 people have been charged with crimes involving unemployment benefits fraud since March 2020, and more than 400 were convicted. Tesla owners, be careful not to pinch your fingers. Tesla is recalling over 1 million vehicles in the U.S. Tesla says that's an issue with the automatic window reversal system. The window is supposed to stop if they detect an obstacle in their path, but Tesla said some of its windows may use excessive force before it reacts. But it also said an online software update should fix the problem. Tesla discovered the issue during production testing in August, and the Department of Transportation says that's a violation of federal safety standards. Owners will be notified by letter starting November 15th. We're going over to the border with some concerning updates. Mexican authorities find 110 migrants crammed inside an unventilated truck. Immigration officials say the truck was bound for the United States. The group included people from Guatemala, Ecuador, El Salvador and Honduras. The migrants were taken to an immigration center where authorities gave them water, food and medical attention. And now we're going on to some good news for people that want to visit Japan at least. The country is dissolving its COVID-19 restrictions and opening the door to mass tourism. It's one of the world's last major holdouts during the pandemic. Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida made the announcement yesterday while in New York City for the United Nations General Assembly. From October 11, Japan will relax border control measures to be on par with uh, the U.S., as well as resume visa-free uh, travel and individual, individual travel. Now that's a major policy shift. It comes after nearly two and a half years of strict COVID-19 restrictions on who could enter the country and under what circumstances. Those restrictions have included caps on the daily number of arrivals allowed, tight COVID testing rules, and requirements to join tour groups when visiting the country. Marijuana use will remain banned at sports events. This after the World Anti-Doping Agency refused to change its status on the list of prohibited substances. The agency was asked to review the status of THC after the case of U.S. sprinter Shakari Richardson. THC is a psychoactive ingredient in cannabis. Richardson was banned from going to the Tokyo Olympics last year. That's after she tested positive at the national trials where she won the 100-meter dash. The sprinter says she had smoked marijuana as a way of coping 
with her mother's death. And after the break, have you ever wondered what it's like to be in a World War II bomber or to speak to pilots who have flown them? You can catch a glimpse this weekend. And over 200 whales stranded off the coast of Tasmania. It follows the biggest stranding of whales in the same location two years ago. Stay tuned to find out more. Welcome back. Have you ever seen an actual airplane that flew in World War II? If not, you'll have the chance this weekend as the CAF Air Power History Tour continues. It features some of the rarest and most impressive historical aircraft and an opportunity to speak to pilots. Here's Entity's Costa Manest with more. The CAF Air Power History Tour gives people the chance to see historic aircraft up close. The event brings together the aircraft, pilots and crews from over 70 CAF units across the country to create the Air Power Squadron. An ever-changing assortment of military aircraft touring together to bring the sights, sounds and smells of World War II aviation back to life. It includes at least one of the two rarest World War II bombers in the world. Fifi, the most famous flying Boeing B-29 Superfortress, and Diamond Lil, an equally rare B-24 Liberator. Well, it was uh, out of the 18,000 some B-24s built, this was number 18. So it's a very early, almost prototype uh, model of the airplane. It was going to be destined to be a British aircraft for the RAF. Uh, it was damaged in a training accident in New Mexico before it ever made it to England. The event draws in history buffs and aircraft enthusiasts from all over. I have uh, always been fascinated with them and, and my... I um, just love seeing them. You don't get to see them in flight very often. You see them in museums, but to see them in flight is uh, it's amazing to see. Aircraft accompanying the B-29 or B-24 will include other World War II aircraft such as the P-51 Mustang, the B-17 Flying Fortress, and the B-25 Mitchell, along with an assortment of fighters, trainers, and liaison aircraft. The airshow will be at Clinton National Airport in Little Rock, Arkansas this Saturday and Sunday. Costa Menes, NTD News. A province in the south of France is famous for its beautiful landscape and its rosé wine. But the exceptionally high temperatures in Europe this year has forced winemakers to harvest grapes early. They're concerned that the growing season will be disrupted and yields smaller. NTD's Daniel Monaghan brings us the story. This is where Mastica Donnet is produced, a family-owned vineyard for over 200 years. 70% of their production is rosé wine. The hot, dry weather forced one of the vineyards to harvest earlier than ever. They expect to produce a lower volume this year because of the drought. This harvest, uh, we had to deal with the dryness, uh, with a very large lake of water. They use heavy machines to harvest the grapes, separate them from leaves, and finally crush them. Bottling will take place in December or January. About 35 to 40 percent of exported wines from the region are sent to the U.S., the biggest export market. This year, grape growers adjusted their practices amid a series of heat waves combined with a lack of rain that hit most of Europe. Production is expected to be 10 to 20 percent lower in some regions of Italy, Spain and Portugal, though producers are hopeful of increased quality. Daniel Monahan, NTD News. 
A pod of over 200 pilot whales were beached on Wednesday on Ocean Beach in Tasmania. Rescuers freed 32 of the whales stranded in a harbor. However, a small number of them re-stranded themselves overnight. And Denise Costa Menez has more on this. Nearly 200 whales died overnight in a mass stranding in Australia on Wednesday, while rescuers rushed to rescue the remaining 35 survivors on Thursday. The main challenge for rescuers has been lifting the animals up to float them. Our focus now is, is getting the job done um, and uh, making sure that we, we can do it efficiently, safely uh, and, and have the most chance of success. So that's the focus now. Pilot whales can weigh up to 2.8 tonnes. Once floated, they are moved by boat to deeper waters and released to reduce the chances of them becoming re-stranded. Uh, unfortunately, we do have a high mortality rate out on this particular stranding. That's uh, predominantly due to the exposed conditions out on Ocean Beach. The stranding comes just days after more than a dozen young male sperm whales died in a mass stranding in Tasmania. Two years ago, in the same state, nearly 500 whales beached, of which authorities managed to rescue about 100. What caused the whale stranding is unknown and may not be able to be determined. Cost MNS, NTD News. Coming up, a New York-based model opens up in a tearful interview. She says the fashion industry gave her self-doubt and tough life lessons, but she overcame them and now wants to use her platform beyond fashion. Good to have you back because we're continuing the program now with Sumaya Hazarika, who is navigating the chaotic world of the fashion industry in New York. She said never did she ever think about becoming a model. Things just fell into place when she was scouted at college. But she says she also quickly came to know the tough side of the industry once she started the career. I spoke to her about how she learned to be at peace with herself and much more. Take a look. Can you also talk about, you know, what kind of life lessons you say you were, there were a lot of self-doubt. What, yes. what kind of, what, what led to that? Um, so when I had started off in the morning, it was going great. I was like booking jobs. I was doing a lot of shoots. It was really nice. But um, this necessary low point that came after like a couple of months, that was important for me to stay grounded, I guess. Because, I, because modeling is one industry that makes you feel the fame and that exposes you to so much in such really small, really short time. So you become very, um, you, ca you can get a lot of air about yourself and you can, it's difficult to stay grounded unless you hit that low point and you get to know yourself better. Mm -hmm. So that was, that's how um, I think it was, it was important for me. And how did you do that? How did you get to know yourself better and find that groundedness? Um, I think after the self-doubt, when I um, started learning my meditation and I started reading the book, um, it was just simple things that, that I think I had forgotten all this while. Like just to be honest or to be compassionate or to be mindful of how others feel as well and that we are on the same boat. When I just started modeling, um, I, I was very, um, I would say I was very reactive if that makes sense, I was very easily affected by things. Even if I'm at a shoot and everything is going fine with me, but if one of my coworkers is not being treated right or just something happening between them, 
I would get affected a lot. You did talk about being grounded, and I know New York Fashion Week just wrapped, yeah. and um, I imagine it's a very chaotic time, busy. It is. And during those times, what do you do? How do you stay grounded? Um, I think for me, because because my practice, Falun Gong, my meditation helps me every day, in every little moment, it, it, it's with me. So that's definitely something that keeps me grounded. And it's like a reminder of like, because New York Fashion Week or any shoot, it's, it's just, it's so easy to get carried away in those moments. Like you're on all the time. Even when you're not walking, even when you're not in front of the camera, there are still eyes on you. There are still cameras on you from somewhere. So it's very easy to become like, you know, full of yourself or be like, just you're walking on the streets and there are cameras. So it can be like that in your fashion week. So just, just to know that it doesn't matter. All these cameras, all these eyes on you, it doesn't matter. But what's within you is only thing that matters. So yeah. You talked about your influence and how a model can have influence in a very short time. How do you want to use that? I, I was walking here today. I could be myself. I could wear what I want. I could smile. I could not smile. I could not be that person in China. I could not be in the streets in China today because of my faith. So. And what would happen to you if you would be in China? Um, so um, we, I, I feel like people here still like, even myself, I, I don't know a lot of things that are happening in China today. Um, sorry. That's totally fine. I, I don't, do we have tissues? So, you know, obviously now I kind of want to know what is making you so emotional? Mm, it's just the things that happen there. Like, I mean, we know a lot of things because um, I know like a lot of things have come out even, even after all the censorship that happens there, which is very extreme, I think. Um, we still know very small parts of the things that happens there, which is, yeah, which for us living in a free world, it's unbelievable. Like, um, you can't choose a faith. It's, it, you can't do a meditation practice that's good for your health. You're not allowed to um, be honest. It's, it's very, um, yeah, it's, it's just very difficult for me to believe and, and to raise more awareness about it is um, very important for me. And I did, because you said the, um, the persecution that you're talking about is by the regime in China, right? So you did say that the CCP, the Com Chinese Communist Party, is counteractive to nature and humanity. And now you speak about how people cannot, are not allowed to be honest in everything that you believe in that you just, you know, in the beginning, first half of this interview that you talked about that you think you should be as a person. So now I'm just wondering, what do you mean by, you know, counteractive to nature and humanity? Yeah, because um, I think humans naturally and innately, we are, we are very um, mindful without a lot of, without work or without uh, a lot of things that happens in our lives today, naturally we are kind. We are made of kindness. We are very aware and mindful. And um, in China, interestingly, everybody is taught to be exactly the opposite of that. They're taught to be um, competitive or like be in a certain way and always be, always think about yourself. These are just few things that I know from here and there. I, I don't know the exact thing that's going on, but it's, it's completely against humanity the things that are taught there, you know, it's, it's, it's very, um, it's completely against nature. Simply, that's, that's just it. And talking about competitiveness, because I also, of course, want to bring it back to you. Um, do you, do you feel that in your, your line of work and, 
you know, how do you tap into that kindness? I mean, um, for me, because I, 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 I was also that person, I think, at some point when I just started because um, modeling is a very, very competitive industry. Like you go for a casting and there are like thousand girls, one prettier than the other, and you're there and you're just in my head. You're like, I won't get this job. Like, come on, look at them, you know. So it's, it's very easy to be that person. But to know in your heart that if, if it's meant to be, it'll happen. And if it's not meant to be, it, it better not happen to you because then you'll have to probably like do something else to get rid of that baggage, you know? So just to let things happen naturally in every, every place, work or in your personal relationship as well. I think that's very important. Yeah, you know, it just so happens a friend yesterday did just remind me what is yours is yours. Yeah, it will find you, like it will happen for sure. I think there is not a lot in my life that I can um, connect the dots and make sense of a lot of things that happen. But I can say this is one thing that I can be very sure about that I wouldn't be today in New York City if I did not um, get Falun Dafa, like if I wasn't um, introduced to this um, practice, I think I would have been a very different person. Because in modeling, what counts is your composure. What counts is your um, social skills, if you say that. What counts is your, um, in any industry, I think, your, the way you deal with things and how kind you are towards things and how honest you are, that really matters. And um, I, I definitely wouldn't have been here if I wasn't a practitioner of Falun Dafa, that's for sure. If I, if I wasn't a believer in truth and if I wasn't a follower of compassion and if I wasn't more tolerant to the things that happened to me, I wouldn't be here today. That was Sumaya Hazarika, such a sweet person and incredibly self-reflected. But on that note, that's all for today's program. Uh, don't forget to shoot us an email at goodmorning@ntd.com with any thoughts or feedback you may have. Did you like our content? Did you not like our content? We hope to see you Monday. Have a great weekend. I'm Evelyn Lee.